Good morning, everybody. How are everybody doing on this fantastic Friday morning? Everyone's doing wonderful. Um, if you have not signed up, just go back to our post from yesterday. You get a free walk the walk uh, course. If you want a free walk the walk course, go to our Go to academy.solidk9training.com, academy.solidk9training.com, which is our portal for all of our courses. Choose the Walk the Walk course. It's there. You have to scroll. You have to look for it. And then in the coupon code, put WTW free, and you'll get a free course. So we're giving away courses um, to our um, Walk the Walk, which will get you a great walk. So many people struggle with even the most minimal things of a great walk. Um, today, um, it's raining. It's been raining since, oh, geez, like one in the morning, massive thunderstorms and also um, uh, uh, lightning. Um, yesterday, we picked up our six chickens. I think I want to get two more. If you follow Joelle on social media, you'll see the chickens because she's infatuated with these chickens. I've had chickens before, but they're... Now they're little chicks and they're in our house and they'll be in here for a couple months. And then I got to build a chicken coop. I already built the enclosure. Now I got to build a coop. Um, it'll probably be a bootleg coop, but it'll be a coop. It'll keep them safe. Um, today I really wanted to talk about uh, separation anxiety. Separation anxiety is one of those things where um, our game changers for a lot of people. They will um, rehome their dogs. They will live a limited life. They will be trapped in their own home. They can't leave the room. They can't leave the house for even five minutes. If you don't create your dog, the dog destroys housing. Um, if you do um, create your dog, the dog destroys creating. I would say 99% of the dogs that come into our facility, in one day we stop separation anxiety. There's a lot of misinformation about separation anxiety as far as how to stop it. A lot of people will be convinced that you make the um, you make the crate a pleasant place to be. That's usually a sign of ignorance that you actually don't understand separation anxiety. There's also people that call things barrier frustration. I actually don't believe in barrier frustration and there's whole books that are written by very, very book smart people or coward smart people or just intellectuals. And um, dishes, Angelo, please. And um, it's just called bad behavior. It's just called bad behavior. And you don't need a multi-pronged process. Most dogs can be stopped with separation anxiety with one correction. Apply a punisher for the act of separation anxiety and you can stop it. I believe very, very firmly that most separation anxiety is nurtured by humans, by babying their dogs, by not giving their dogs alone time, by always having their dogs with them, which we have our dogs with us all the time, but we also don't put up with separation anxiety. So you can live to, you can live both worlds. Um, I think it's really, really important though, that people understand that a reward-based program, I'm not saying it can't stop separation anxiety, but what I am saying is that it could take a very long period of time. And my big thing is, why wouldn't you want to stop it in less than a day? 
Will you stop separation anxiety in three seconds? Years of it, years of it. Will you stop crate breaking in three seconds? So I've got a video on how to stop separation anxiety. The gist of separation anxiety, and a lot of people will often say, my dog is fine when I'm home, but when I'm not home, my dog destroys things, barks, tries to break out of its crate, and I don't understand why. That's because your dog has separation anxiety. You are separate from your dog. One of the best things to start doing is start creating space. Number one, get the crate or the dog bed out of your dog's, out of your room. Separate yourself from your dog. Don't have your dog, don't allow your dog to follow you around everywhere, especially in, I mean, in the house. Um, start having rules and structure. Start correcting whining. Start obedience training your dog to a higher level. Now, does obedience training to a higher level stop separation anxiety? Not directly, but the, you can't discount the fact that have, having a very obedient dog leverages a lot of unwanted behaviors. It leverages a lot of unwanted behaviors because what happens is your dog starts taking you more and more seriously. And that's what we're seeing right now is we're seeing owners and dogs, the relationship, it's the dog runs the show and the owner is left hanging. The reason is, is because there's so much mis misinformation out there. Separation anxiety is one of the things that there's a lot of misinformation out there. So when you start reading these articles or you're being told by trainers to um, create a safe space, make this space fun and enjoyable, I would really like to know what that looks like. Put in a nice bed, the dog destroys the bed. Put on soft music, that doesn't work. A sound machine, that doesn't work. Stuffed Kongs, that might work until the Kong is gone, but then after that, that doesn't work. So what do you do? You correct your dog, you apply a punisher for the act, for the loading act. As soon as you start whining, you get corrected. As soon as you start um, uh, trying to bite or paw at the crate, you get corrected. So a lot of people will say, my dog already has separation anxiety and now you're shocking it. And that keeps people from doing it. All I can say is after 20 years and 10,000 dogs, more than 99% of the time it has worked. The reason why I say that is because I can think of less than six dogs that we've had a really, really troubleshoot, but we have eliminated it. We've eliminated separation anxiety in every single dog we've ever worked with in the history of my company. And that's 20 years and 10,000 dogs. We've eliminated separation anxiety through online consults, through our free videos. We're really good at separation anxiety. There's no reason why you need to struggle. Meanwhile, people struggle for a long time because they don't want to do the uncomfortable things. Your dog is already uncomfortable. When you present to us a dog that has separation anxiety and we do something that might sound harsh, we're not making it worse. It already is worse. So what do you do? A lot of people have the, the good old standby of, well, when I walk in the house, I don't make a big deal. When I leave the house, I don't make a big deal. Great. That's one one hundredth of it. What's the rest of the day look like? 
Are you actually being demanding of your dog? Are you holding your dog accountable? Are you giving your dog non, um, uh, uh, is the affection too free for nothing? And I'm not saying you can't hug your dog. I'm not saying you should be cold and caring to your dog. I'm saying the simple math problem, the simple equation that we have been preaching and so do many other people say, you need to stop, apply a punisher, correct the unwanted behavior. The signs of separation anxiety um, is, uh, uh, has to be stopped. It has to be stopped. So how do you do it? You usually have to do things that bring you out of your comfort zone. And there's this big concept out there that you should never do things that are beyond the human's comfort zone. That's a bunch of bullshit. Really? So you should only do things that you're comfortable with. And I'm not saying abuse. We have to stop with the abuse card. We have to stop it with that. But if your threshold, your threshold is being a wimp, you'll never fix your dog. If you're along the slow and steady and, oh, I'll build a relationship, the dog will love me, you won't have separation anxiety, it'll probably actually make it worse. Separation anxiety can be fixed, eliminated very quickly. We do it all the time or else I wouldn't preach this stuff. I wouldn't preach this. We show it, we document it, we put it up on social media. The owner's testimonial that, that it's resolved. People f call into us, they email us, they say they eliminated it on their own. And it's all based on consequential protocols. Now, you're going to get people that will say, I fixed it by just doing it slow and steady and introducing my dog to the crate five, 10 minutes to a time, an hour at a time. What world do you live in? What world do you live in that you can do that? You live in an unemployed world, which is fine. You live in a working from home world, which is fine. But we throw dogs in crates. We don't throw them in. Dogs go in crates overnight for eight hours, whether they have separation anxiety or not. And we resolve it. Like we resolve separation anxiety in one day. That is a factual statement. Now, are there dogs that don't? Of course. But all but six in 20 years out of 10,000 do. Wouldn't that be incredible if you've been struggling with separation anxiety for years and we can stop it in a day? Wouldn't that be great? Well, we do it and you can do it too. How do you do it? We have a free video on that on our YouTube channel. We'll make a course out of it. It'll be a paid course. The more you hold your dog accountable in the house for everything, the more you hold your dog accountable in the house for outside, that will also help. So many folks are, their minimum standard of training is beyond below par. And that's not a client bashing thing. But there's no reason why everybody can't have a highly trained dog. Angela, do me a favor. Yeah. Will you open up Utrid's kennel? Utrid's been with us for a week. 
watch this. <clears throat> Utrid, place, come break. Break. Place. Good. He'll be there for an hour and a half to two hours today. Like just, 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 just right now. Like we're literally starting now, because I've got a lot of work to do. He's been with he's been with us for. This is day eight. Dog training, no equipment on. He's not afraid. See, this is the thing. Everybody, everybody thinks that when you get results, it's because the dog is afraid. Everybody thinks that. Just because I didn't throw him food or shower him with affection, everybody thinks that the only reason why he does that is mean. That narrative has to stop. It's called dog training. We've already used a reward-based system to get to him to do all these things. Now it's accountability time. Now it's accountability time. Like we do realize that, right? Once your dog is trained, Food stops. Now it's accountability. Now it's a consequence for unwanted behavior. You can use that knife for my PBJ, my love. What? You can use that knife for my PBJ that, that you're gonna make me. That's okay. Yeah, it's covered in egg yolk. Oh, okay. So I once I once want you, I want everybody to realize that it can be stopped. So the biggest thing, the number one thing to stop separation anxiety is a negative consequence for exhibiting separation anxiety. Well, Jeff, what happens if I'm not home and my dog barks all day? Get a bark collar. It's a remote collar. Now, there is a way to use it properly. It does come with instructions. If you are home, Use a remote, e-collar, shock collar. They are all the same. Same. It is not mean. Having your dog whine, cry, destroy things, shit, piss, jump out windows, disturb all your neighbors, break out of crates, that is mean. Getting a dog to lie down in a kennel quietly, that is not mean. Utrid is a high-drive dog. He has not been exercised yet. We've had massive thunder and lightning storms this morning, well, ever since 1 o'clock this morning. Okay. So let's go right to your questions. Jolene says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Murph says, good morning. Good morning. Sherry, good morning. Um, Wendy says, I picture Jeff running around saying I'm late for my podcast. Nah, I wasn't doing that at all, Wendy. Sherry says, um, well, we know you didn't sleep in. No, I didn't. Up at one o'clock. Listen to uh, what I listened to last night. Two podcasts, three hours each. A lot of Jordan Peterson. Listen to some Diary of the CEO. Listen to a bunch of stuff. Um, 
Hello, Jeff. This is from Alessandra. Hello, Jeff. Good morning. Happy Friday for you. Happy Friday to you. Awesome. Can't wait to check out that course. Yeah, the course, like we haven't even started the course, but we do have a free video on YouTube. It's probably about eight years old, but there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Apex Canine. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Um, Jennifer, please teach me how to stop separation anxiety. I'm I I I am. I've taught you. Like literally, I gave you all the secrets right here. You can also schedule a one-on-one -on -one counsel with me and I'll help you. My senior small dog screams and carries on for hours and she can no longer see me. I've had her nine out of 10 years of her life. I'm um, almost a year and a half sober from a 20 year drug addiction battle. Nothing to do with it, but congratulations. I was home all the time during my active addiction and she had become accustomed to it. I'm gathering, yep, that's why we're seeing a lot of separation anxiety after COVID. Um, I know now I'm in college and I work also at the college I attend. My neighbors have said they can hear her screaming for hours. I bought an Alexa. You don't need an Alexa. You need a shock collar. You need a punisher. You don't need an Alexa. You need, you need to be able to get a bark collar for when you're not home. Is your dog, you have a nine-year-old dog. Is it trained? I mean, really trained. Does your dog actually know commands? Can your dog hold place for two hours? Can your dog go to an outdoor cafe, lie on the ground around distractions? Can your dog do an incredible recall? Does that set, stop separation anxiety? No, it doesn't. But what's raised the bar? So what people are doing is they're not training their dogs and they're just, just struggling with behaviors, but they're not putting the work in. The way you stop separation anxiety is by applying a punisher. That is how you stop it. It's the way it is. People can disagree with it, but that's just the way it is. If you want, you can stop separation anxiety tonight. Tonight, you can also say no. Bonk the crate. Hit the top of the crate. Hit the side of the crate. Bonk the dog. Use a remote collar for the dog. There has to be an applied punisher. Use a water bottle. Use whatever works, but it can be stopped. It could all be stopped. We do it all the time. Constantly we're doing it. And it stops. It's eliminated. It's gone. Not managed. It's gone. Um, Alessandra says, e-collar right applied is the best solution for separation anxiety. Yes, it is. It is because you can be in your bedroom, the dog can be in the living room and it's whining. You can have a conversation with your dog without even leaving your bed. It's the best tool. It is the best tool. It does not create a negative association with the kennel. The dog already has one. That's another lie that's out there. There's a lot of lies out there in dog training. Meanwhile, let's keep in mind, we use a reward-based system to train obedience, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about stopping an unwanted behavior. Pauline says, yep, agree. Jennifer says, I'll be checking out that video. Thank you. Alessandra, I called a trainer once who told me that I wouldn't be able to leave the house to solve the anxiety. I said, I need to go to the supermarket. And she said, it's your problem. I hung up right away. Yeah. So, so that's the common narrative. Most dog trainers out there actually don't know how to effectively stop separation anxiety. They actually don't know. They actually do not know. 
we've had dog trainers that have said, I mean, never leave your dog alone. Well, how about if I have to go to the store, put your dog in daycare? How about if I have to go to work, put your dog in daycare? I'm not against daycare, but how about if I have to run an errand, put your dog in daycare? Never leave your dog alone. Like, what a cop-out bullshit excuse that is for actually fixing a problem. Right? That doesn't eliminate any problems. None whatsoever. It makes it worse. And I'm not saying you can't take your dog places. I take my dog places. But I also address problems as they manifest. It would be great if folks stopped thinking that applying a punisher makes the dog worse, destroys the relationship, and doesn't fix the problem. All we've ever seen is it eliminates the problem, creates a better relationship with you and the dog. You have more enjoyment out of your dog. You can take your dog more places and have more people over your house and you have a better trained dog. That's all we've ever seen. I don't know. I don't know. Can you tell Joel to just hit the off button? Joel, I actually turned the system off. Can you just go out there and just switch it off? I already did it once. And then give Aaron a call. Um, so let's see, there's a link to that. I'd rather a dog be afraid, LOL, than deal with problems. I don't want to behaviors. Right. The thing is, the dog's not going to be afraid. You might have one dog. Well, yeah, you might have one day of um, discomfort, of fear response, but the dog. No, uh, Wes, go, go close the, the kennel, please. Wes. All right. Can you, can, I need somebody to do the show. We can't let that run for forty-five minutes. It's gonna burn out. Angela, talk about your show. My show. Yes. So, what's my podcast? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Papa just told me. Papa just told me to plug my podcast. So that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. So, anyways, uh, uh anyways, Thursday. Hey, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday, I'm going to do a podcast on Greek, Norse, or Egyptian mythology, sometimes maybe African or Asian, and you can see it on YouTube and Facebook. That's all. You told me to plug my podcast, so I plugged my awesome. podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having a, a uh, pool pump issue. Um, Blue says, what does, he, what does he do to tell you he needs out to use the bathroom while he's on his spot? This dog right here, yeah. uh, I tell him when to go to the bathroom. So this whole concept of like, if you've got a structured routine with your dog, they'll go out when you tell them to go out and they'll go to the bathroom when you, when you do. Dogs don't have to go to the bathroom as much as you think. We've never, we've never had a dog like tell us they have to go to the bathroom. I shouldn't say never. I would say that the majority of dogs, we tell them when to go to the bathroom. We tell them to when they have to go to the bathroom. Also, pay attention to your dog. But the dog already went to the bathroom. This dog went to the bathroom at 6.30 two hours ago. He ate two hours ago. He doesn't have to go to the bathroom. Everybody thinks their dogs are these. Can you text Aaron and just tell him we're having a problem? Okay. 
Thank you. Um, thank you. We just launched a new social media course as well. That's the link that went up um, right here as well. It's a social media course. Um, just start again. Oh, no, that's your toothbrush. Um, so a lot of people think that their dogs are like, they need to constantly go out to go to the bathroom. I'm telling you, they don't. They can last for four, five, six, seven hours without having to go to the bathroom. Just pay attention to your dog. Learn your dog's body language. But also put your dog on a schedule. Just put your dog on a schedule. You train your dog when to go to the bathroom. You train your dog how to hold its bladder. Um, let them bark eventually will stop. Pauline, I would highly, highly, highly disagree with that. How long does that take? Why would I want to let my dog bark? Why don't I just shut my dog up in one second? One second. You can stop your dog from barking one second. Do you really want to live in a house with a dog barking as long as it wants to? Eventually it'll stop. Let's use the same philosophy on biting. Do we let it bite? And I'm being serious here. Do we let it bite? until it decides to stop, to let it pull on the leash until it decides to stop. Do we let it jump on people till it decides to stop? No. No, you, the human, train the dog. You, the human, well, if, if I can tell you that I can stop your dog from barking in one second, wouldn't you want that? And we do that. It takes one second to stop a dog from barking. One second. Why would we want we why would we want the dog to bark any longer than that? It's annoying. It's annoying to have a barking dog. Company comes over and your dog barks. It's annoying. So why wouldn't you want to take control? Why are you why are you letting the dog be the leader and you not being the leader? I'm not gonna let my dog decide how long to bark. I'm gonna stop my dog from barking. I'm gonna say no and then stop my dog from barking. Now my dog respects the word no. I think most people just don't know what a fully trained dog is. They're actually surprised that a dog actually can hold it down, stay in a bookstore for an hour and not move. People are surprised how well you can actually train a dog. Your average dog is not even trained um, the minimum requirements in our, at least in our world, in the real world. So I would encourage you to not let your dog bark until it decides to stop. Because how about if it does it for an hour? How about it does it for two hours, three hours? How about it does it for 10 minutes every hour all night long? Or you can just stop it immediately. Just stop it immediately. Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that be better? Tara says, good morning, great stuff. Sharing a consequence is not going to damage a relationship with your dog. It's not mean, it's not mean at all, but this whole narrative out there that applying a punisher to your dog, correcting your dog is mean. This is just from people who have just got unresolved issues from their childhood, who probably struggled with something and they feel that way. Or they feel and they don't quite understand that dogs actually can handle a consequence. They can handle a consequence. It's no big deal. 
We're not talking about beating your dog. We're talking about a methodical industry standard protocol. Everything I do is industry standard. Even bonking a dog is industry standard. The way we train and reward dogs, industry standard. The way we stop dogs from bad behaviors, industry standard. I'm just the one with the podcast, not sugarcoating or lying. But all these other trainers out there, most of them are doing the same thing. They're holding dogs accountable for what they don't want. They're training dogs for what they do want. Kim says, I think breathing exercises should be incorporated into every wake the fuck up. Okay, I will. I'll do it. I will. Jennifer says, no, she's not trained. So you can get your dog trained. Um, it's simpler than you think. I mean, just think about this, Jennifer. And I'm not, I'm not being mean to you. You own a dog. It's your obligation to train the dog. Wouldn't you want to take your dog everywhere? Everywhere. Just look at, look at, go through our Instagram page. Look at the last week of posts with Utrid. He's been with us for a week. He does two-hour downstays at restaurants. He'll be right here, like right next to me for hours, hours today. But meanwhile, of course, he'll be trained. Of course, he'll be exercised. He'll go for walks. He'll be exercised. I mean, that's our job. But it's not that difficult to do. We have a course called Green to Graduate. Green to Graduate. You can fully off-leash train your dog for $197. Fully off-leash train your dog. Your dog. Your dog. And if you need help, we do consults. If you need help, you can jump in under our Q&A on Wednesday and Friday night. Tonight, we're having a Q&A. We're having a Q&A tonight. Um, I have a problem feeling guilty about asking my dog place for extended period of time before his morning exercise. Why? KP, why? Explain to me why. First of all, it's a personal issue. It's not a dog issue. But why? Why do you have a problem having your dog in place before you exercise? What is holding you back from doing that? Why? It's, it's up here in you. It's up here in you. If you got over it, everything would be fine. Your dog doesn't care. Dog doesn't care at all. If your dog's a little bit out of control and you and you make the excuse saying, oh, my dog needs exercise. Yes, your dog does need exercise, but not first thing in the morning. It needs to probably go to the bathroom if you feed it. So Utrid got up at six, went to the bathroom, ate, went back in his kennel and just came out right now. We have not exercised at all. I have zero guilt. That doesn't mean I'm cold and uncaring. It means like, why would I be guilty about that? That's a personal growth issue. We can go deep into that if you wanted to. But just think about it. Why? Why? The dog doesn't mind. You can control all that. You can get over it. You can control it. Jennifer says, I'm ready and willing to put in the work. Great. We have courses. We have free videos on YouTube. We have 50,000 posts, 5,000 videos, 10,000 hours of audio content. 
You can train your dog for free. You can also buy a $197 course and off-leash train your dog. You can do it in a month. Do you know that in one month, in one month, you can have a fully off-leash trained dog. We have a we have a client. Her name is Constance. She's part of our inner circle. She has seven or eight Frenchies. She's she breeds dogs. Very very wonderful person. Very responsible person. I don't. I, I have no problem with breeders whatsoever. I'm not one of these. You know, adopt, don't shop, and if you don't do that, you're an evil person, like a lot of people are, which is which is just so ridiculous. Um, in one week. She got all of her dogs to be holding the place command at once. In one week, they all go to a mat, lie down, and relax. From totally not knowing a command to all of them knowing downstay and the place command. She did that in one week with eight dogs. She's not a dog trainer. She's a dog owner. Technically, all dog owners are dog trainers. Think about that. One week, you can do it too. It's not magic. I I want you to know you don't have to hire a dog trainer. You can do it yourself. It's not magic. You're willing to put in the work. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You're willing to put in the work. You got to put in the work. But we make it easy for you because we show you step-by-step what the work is. Amanda, how important is it to create your dog away from you overnight? It's it's if you have a separation anxiety dog, it's very important. The whole goal is you get your dog to be separate from you. It doesn't help if the dog's with you. That won't help separation anxiety. During the day we can create him away from us. Overnight my husband needs the office for work and I need to sleep so we don't have well you're you're if you can put the dog in the living room, put the dog in another room. Um, easy spot to create him away from both of us. Yeah, most people have enough space. Even if you live in a tiny house, you have room. Even if you live in a tiny house, you have room. So I've been on the road with my dogs for two months in my RV. I had room. I had room in my RV. Putting Kate's. What about kennel guarding? Is it appropriate to use e-collar when the dog bites you close the door first of all that's a very common issue you close the door the dog bites at your hand where the latches are was taught to kick the kennel which works for some dogs but made him worse i've been trying to take not sure what that means use the remote collar no correct high make it suck to do it the concept of making things suck to stop unwanted behaviors is a well-practiced well-documented standard protocol that most trainers use that actually get results. It's just the way it is. Nobody talks about it, but everybody's doing it. See, this is the thing. Nobody talks about it, but everybody is doing it. Not everybody. There's a lot of people think that you should, oh, go in the crate and give the dog a reward for, you know, for, for, go, for going in the crate. Okay. But you can also just correct a dog for being a jerk. You're not going to make things worse. 
You do not make things worse. I want you to know you just don't. It might seem worse at the beginning, but kennel guarding, we eliminate that in a day. Most of these unwanted behaviors, other than dog-on-dog -dog aggression, we eliminate in a day. Now, training a dog to do like, you know, a downstay for hours takes more than a day. Stopping dog fighting takes way more than a day. But we can stop them from fighting in a day, and then now we have to like get them to get along. That takes longer. Constance says most people can't afford human child care, let alone doggy daycare. It's true. It's true. Um, Sherry says, after a correction with the remote cower and you get a quiet safe from the dog, do you reward the verbal praise or treat? You don't need to. You can, but that usually gets the dog overly aroused. But everybody's, uh, trust me, we absolutely use positive reinforcement to train. If your kid stole a candy bar and you caught your kid stealing a candy bar and you told them to bring it back, to Walgreens, would you give them a reward? Or would you just withhold further punishment? People love to humanize stuff. I'll humanize stuff. I don't want my dog to go bark, shut up, get a reward. Bark, shut up, get a reward. That's how you train barking. Just to let you know. That's how you train barking. Bark, shut up, reward. Amanda says, this is for a dog that has been that has been corrected for whining, barking in the crate in the past and was fine for a while, but has relapsed into barking and is wearing the bark color again. Good. And people go to the gym and then they stop. And people eat healthy and then they stop. People go to therapy and then they stop. People get on the medication and then they stop. People start driving responsible and then they stop. People stop texting and driving and then they start again. It's consistency. That doesn't mean you're going to have to forever do this, but it's consistency. And most folks are not consistent. Stone Papa Smurf, good morning um, from Dead of Mass, walking dog now. Oh, nice. Nice. And we're not in New England right now. Company is, we're not there. It's cold up there. Alessandro says, thanks for the explanation, Jeff. You're welcome. Deb says, good morning, good morning. Putting cakes. Um, him out every, let's see. This is a probably continuation. Put him out every time he shows teeth or tension when I touch the crate and it seems to be working. But I don't know if it's going to work enough to confidently have my four-year-old work on respect. Probably your four-year-old if you've got a dog that's growling, your four-year-old might not want to work with them. That's just smart parenting. You know. You let him out whenever he shows his teeth. So your dog shows its teeth and you let him out. And your kid has a, has a temper tantrum in the candy aisle and you buy him candy. Or you say, cut the shit, apply a punisher, and you tell the kid, cut the shit, you're not getting any candy. And you're not mad during any of this. 
It's just methodical. Do you know that Angelo did three or four chores prior to this podcast this morning? And now he's doing his homework? Is he getting any reward for that whatsoever? He, well, he ate breakfast. He'll eat lunch. He's got a good life. Mm -hmm. But do I have to reward my child for doing what is expected of, of him? He's 10 years old. Do I really need to reward my child for whatever it's expecting of him? Or is there a consequence? I don't know what it would be. Maybe withholding of something that he enjoys. Or is there a consequence, and I would still make him do what he didn't want to do? Who do you think cleans up all the shit in this yard? Angelo. Who do you think swims all the dogs in this house? Angelo. We just got six little chickens yesterday. Chicken. Who, do you, who do you think is going to be taking care of them a lot? Feeding them rotating their water, helping clean out their kennels, getting their eggs every day. Well, once you tell me how to. Angelo. Teach me. What's that, honey? Joelle. Okay, Joelle, you had to say that, didn't you? You wanted the attention. Terrence says, preach it. Laura says, I had a client dog. That which to break out, the love to break out of the crate, which is common, which I stopped but couldn't stop his panting. Worked up and down on the remote for over a week, gave up. What else could I have tried? Um, you could actually take the dog out of the kennel and bonk him and put him back in. It's also a stressor, too. Teach the double down. I've got a free video on the double down. And no, I don't blast dogs at 100, like some people have made viral videos saying couple of people out there have gone they're off their rocker if you watch their videos you can tell they're off their rocker i have a video i literally have a video showing how we do it live at a seminar teach the double down that helps panting um my dogs my dogs do my do neighbors two dogs bark forever when she leaves the house kim that's a hard one Na you know i don't train neighbors dogs you can always just you can always tell the neighbor, did you know? Maybe they don't know. Did you know that your dogs bark all day? She might not know. He might not know. Tell them, you know, bark collars work really effectively. The dogs are in a constant state of stress when you're gone. Bark collars work. Bark collars work. Jennifer says, I agree. Even with my small dog, barking is annoying. All dogs barking is annoying. Every dog. Nobody. Who likes to listen to barking? No. If you have a perimeter protection dog that's working your livestock guardian dogs and they're signaling that there's prey out there, predators out there, I mean, well, that's a different story. They're working. If you've got a, a working police dog and it's barking at the quote unquote person that just committed the crime, that's one thing. Family pet dogs, and if you give one bark at the door, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that nonstop barking. All that stuff can be stopped. 
Amanda says, for correcting it while outside the room, do you mark the behavior before the correction? You can. You don't have to, but you can. You can use the tone and then the correction. Tone is your no, then there's the consequence. Or barking results in discomfort. Dogs pick it up really quick. They pick it up really quick. Um, I mean, take him out when he wants to stay in and make him sit. They let him go back in over and over until he goes in and stays calm. Recommended by trainer, the only thing that has showed promise. Have you ever tried correcting your dog extremely high for doing that? If you're making progress, keep doing it. All I'm saying is there are things, and I don't mind you doing this. If it's working, keep doing it. Keep doing it. But how about if you can be fixed in a day? How about if you can be fixed in a day? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you prefer that? Jennifer says years. Yes. Not sure what that was, Jennifer. Pauline, I've stopped the barking in the crate by telling them no, and I'm all about the e-coward, also not against the idea. That's fine. You know, even if people were against the idea, then don't do it. A lot of people are against the idea. A ton of people are. That's fine. Don't do it. If you're against my suggestions, don't do them. That's fine with me. I'm just trying to help people have a better life for their dog. That's all. I just want you to have a better life with your dog. And if I can eliminate a problem in minutes, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Blue says, I have a rescue chihuahua who is neglected. So I just want you to know, um, two months if he needed $2,500 in surgery because his bladder was so full of kidney stones, I take him out on a schedule, let him out extra just in case. But yeah. That's fine. But I want you to get rid of the word neglected out of your conversation. I want you to get rid of the word rescue and neglected. You have a chihuahua that has kidney stones. Dogs that have never been rescued and neglected get kidney stones. So take those two words out of your conversation. You own a chihuahua that has kidney stones. That's it. Then you can say about the health problems, which is fine. But when you say rescue, neglected, that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but okay. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Jennifer says, I just wrote the info down and we'll be contacting you later in regards to it. Just tell you, Jennifer, what you do is you can buy the Green to Graduate course on your own. We don't need to talk. For a consult, you can buy that on your own. And then what we do is I will email you and book. We'll book it online. Okay, I'll just email you back and forth. All right. I do so many one-on-ones, so many one-on-one consults. I can fully train your dog remotely. Do it all the time. We do it all the time. And people are surprised by that. But it's like when you find a really good dog trainer that actually knows stuff, that's worked with lots of dogs with every behavioral po problem possible, and they know how to stop things without seeing the dog, like we don't need to see the dog. We can train your dog. Um, then you have some dogs who butt squirt when they see someone or something they don't 
think they should be there. Yeah, I mean, there's dogs that bark at the perimeter, but that can be stopped as well. That can be stopped. Dogs outside, remote collar on, bark collar on, correct the dog. Alessandra says, going to buy and grab a male Japanese Akita beginning of next month. Any tip about the breed? Any tip? Do a one-on-one consult. It's not going to be answered on this podcast. But depends. Akitas, I mean, every breed can be easy or difficult. The thing about Akitas is they can really hurt you if they're aggressive, if they redirect. But I've trained many Akitas. I've owned an Akita. And they can be challenging. And a lot of people will say with their breed of dog, my dog was easy. And my response is, how well was it trained? Because a lot of dogs can be easy if you don't ask them to do anything. Once you start asking them to do things, they're not so easy. We see that all the time. How high have you set the bar? How high have you set the bar? The Joker, hi, Jeff. Please, would you tell me again how to punish my dog? I remember something like a bonker. There's a lot of ways to apply a punisher. A lot of ways. I need context. What is your dog doing that you want to stop? It's not a one-size-fits-all. There's actually a methodical way to train a dog. There's actually a methodical way to stop an unwanted behavior. It's a methodical way. It's a procedure. It's not random. So I would need to know what you're trying to stop. And I would highly encourage people to do consults because in order to get a very clear picture, you need a lot of time. I mean, 30 minutes at least. But I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what you're trying to do. The last thing I want you to do is just to be applying a punisher to your dog at the wrong time, not marking it in most situations, and not knowing how to recoup from the punisher. Teach the dog how to recoup from the punisher. Not only does he say it, saw the post of the Frenchies in place, so awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Super proud of Constance. Putting cake so good. I wanted to use e cower but other trainer that uses e cowers a lot told us not to bother with it, which I thought was idiotic. So they use e cowers and they told you not to use it. That's code word for they don't know how to use it properly for everything. There's so many people that have got these like, don't use the e cower for this. Why not? We use the e-cower to train all of our obedience and to stop all of our unwanted behavior, to get dogs over fear, anxiety, and stress, to get great off-leash recall. An e-cower, a shot cower, it's just a conversation piece. And a lot of trainers have different philosophies on that. But when you fully know how to use an e-cower for all those things, it's a wonderful communication tool. It's a wonderful communication tool. Dar says, um, maybe use thinking programmatic actions and dog training methods and use feelings with your significant other. The dog will do great. Yeah. Dar, by the way, the walk the walk free course does work. The code does work. Um, almost 500 people downloaded the course yesterday. We have a free walk the walk course. Go to yesterday's posts 
um, and you'll see how to do that. It's a free course we're giving away. Jamie says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jamie. Aki says, hi, Jeff. Good morning. I'm on Florida for vacation. Great weather. Yeah. Um, yesterday was stunning. It was almost 80 degrees or felt like 80 degrees. You want to make me a sandwich, my love? Thank you. Like I asked an hour and a half ago. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, Florida's fantastic. Yep, that's fine. First one. Um, Grimley says, my young Pyrenees barks at everything. We have to, we have made it suck very high, and she barks higher pitched. That's a, There are dogs. like A, a great Pyrenees is a, is a livestock guardian dog. Um, there is a method to stop it. A lot of, there is troubleshooting. So one of the things about dog training is that 90% of my stuff that I give advice on is wide paintbrush strokes. So in other words, it, it just like, it's the same protocol. There absolutely is troubleshooting. That's where the one-on-ones come in. Even dogs that we train, we have to troubleshoot. We troubleshoot a ton. There are dogs that don't fit into the normal course of training that you've got to you have to do some troubleshooting with. Kim says I did. They know uh, I can ignore it. Not an issue for me. Point was to the other post. They don't stop. Yeah. Some people just don't care if the dogs bark all day, which is sad because the dog is under stress. My dog is a terrible whiner. How do I get her to stop that? Whining is an art to stop. I'd rather actually own a biting dog than a whining dog. Bonking the dog, remote collar training, there's nuances. Whining takes lots and lots of nuances. That I will tell you. Again, not to plug my one-on-ones, but that's the best way to get advice. A one-on-one -on -one consult is the best way to get advice. You can show me videos. We can train online. Um, Kim says she knows that you're shocked. Some people can't see through the forest. She's a friend too. Yeah. Nope, they can't. They can't. People have all these preconceptions in their mind instead of success. Instead of success. Garcia says, how can you tell the difference between fence fighting and play? My dog is vocal. Others aren't. Um, let's just call it annoying behavior. Even if it's play. Even if it's play. I still don't want dogs barking at the fence. Even if it's play. Even if they were in the same yard, they would play like crazy. I still don't want dogs barking at the fence. For instance, Angela watches video games or watches documentaries. So he's a homeschool kid. He has monitored tablet time. When we're doing our podcast, sometimes the volume on his tablet is too high. So I tell him to please lower it or put on your headphones. But meanwhile, if we weren't doing the podcast, I don't care. If he was in his room, uh, by the way, his, his new room is almost done. Maybe I'll do a photo tour of it. Um, there's a time and a place for everything. Jennifer says, thank you. You're welcome. Sherry, have you experienced dog owners with high anxiety, have issues with their dogs having separation anxiety? I have. We've also dealt with owners with no anxiety who have separation anxiety. They're not connected. 
the only thing that's connected is their lack of actually stopping the behavior. You can be an extremely anxious person and have a cool, calm, collected dog. You can be a cool, calm, collected person and have an anxious dog. I just want you to know that. Just want you to know that. Debbie Debbie says, can you resend the walk the walk again? No. Go to our Instagram page. I'll tell you what. Go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Find the walk the walk program. It is there. Type in WTW, walk the walk, WTW free, all lowercase. So go to our academy, find the course, type in in the coupon code WTW free, WTW free. You'll find it. It's there. So academy.solidcaninetraining.com. That's our online learning portal. Find the Walk the Walk course. It's a $37 course. Type in WTW free, all lowercase. Alessandra says, thank you for the tip. Going to schedule a one-on-one with you next month. Probably awesome. Yeah, we can help you. I help, I help a lot of dog trainers. All right, folks. End of the show. Madly in love with you. Angelo's running over here to say something. And Utrid is still there. It's not that hard to do. So that's where people are like, how long should I train for? Utrid trained for an hour. He laid down in place next to me for an hour. That's dog training. That's real dog training. I want that for everybody. Who saw the photo or the montage of Angelo and I having um, barbecue um, a couple of days ago for lunch with Utrid in a downstay next to the table? He was there for an hour. Who doesn't want that? I want that for all of you. I want that for all of you. I really do. You can have it. You can, you can do like he did that. He knew a five second downstay when we got him. He was able to do a one hour downstay after three days and a two hour downstay after five days. And it's not because I'm a dog trainer. I did exactly what I did exactly what Green to Graduate taught me. Okay. All right. Madly in love with all of you guys. Everybody have a fantastic, fantastic day.